Hello, and welcome to the CDI podcast. I'm Dylan Edgel, Assistant Director of the University of Central Arkansas Center for Community and Economic Development. And I'm Mark Strickland, an intern for the CCED. Today, we're speaking with Grandin Gray and Dee Brown of the P3 Group. The P3 Group is a real estate development firm specializing in business, community, and urban development through the creation of public-private partnerships. They've recently worked with Jefferson County and the city of West Memphis here in Arkansas. Dee and Grandin, welcome. Thank you, Dylan. I appreciate you having us on your show. Thanks, Dylan. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, uh, to start us off, uh, we'd love to hear a little bit from each of you on your career and how you got to where you are today. Well, um, well, actually, um, I, I guess you can say my career actually started there at UCA. Um, that's where I graduated from with a uh, degree in uh, community health ed- education. Uh, from there, um, I've worked with uh, UAMS uh, with uh, Delta AHEC uh, doing health education uh, in the healthcare space. Uh, then at that point, um, I got into medical sales. Um, but during that whole period of time, whether it was uh, healthcare or sales, um, I've always had uh, an affinity for, you know, just trying to be a person that can help connect the dots. Um, and if there was a need, you know, immerse myself in the process, uh, you know, to be able to help that uh, public entity or that individual, uh, you know, to be able to um, get the type of outcomes that they needed. Um, and so that just, you know, that particular thought process um, allowed me to, um, you know, uh, seek an opportunity with the P3 group. Uh, specifically there uh, with the project that we were able to bring uh, to fruition there in the city of West Memphis, which is my hometown, uh, because they had a, a big need in terms of municipal projects. And so um, I, I actually met Dee. Um, we're actually neighbors. And so from that point, um, you know, I, I became involved with the P3 group and uh, my career with the firm began there. But Dylan, uh, <clears throat> I have a pretty, um, I guess, long uh, history in, in real estate development. Uh, I've been in the business, uh, it, it would be 27 years in August. My interest in real estate uh, initially began while working with an uncle uh, during my college days at the University of Memphis, then Memphis State. Uh, we were looking at developing some affordable housing projects. Uh, I, I determined uh, after kind of, you know, going around with him to different meetings that I was interested in real estate. And so I went to real, real estate school, uh, began a career in real estate uh, sales, uh, took that from uh, real estate sales to real estate investments. And during the, um, the, the housing crisis of 2008, I determined that I was going to shift my focus from you know, real estate to uh, highway street and bridge construction. I grew my construction company to one of the fastest growing uh, companies in the nation. And uh, during that process, I began to ex- execute P3 transactions with federal agencies uh, on all types of projects with the Navy, uh, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Fish and Wildlife, uh, just a variety of agencies. So I decided to just take my knowledge of real estate and construction and begin to try to execute projects on the municipal and county levels uh, for agencies using um, a P3 uh, model. And so we kind of transitioned from doing highway street and bridge construction back to the real estate side where we began to execute public-private partnerships with municipal and county government agencies as well as other quasi-governmental entities. And so uh, I guess the rest is history. Yeah, that's that's really great to hear. And it sounds like you bring a lot of experience to this field. 
uh, and now are kind of you know benefiting communities with with the work you do. It's awesome. Thank you. So the P three group specializes in public private partnerships. For those who are not familiar with that type of structure, can you explain what a public private partnership is and why it is so beneficial? Sure. Uh, a public private partnership is essentially a relationship between a governmental uh, unit and a private company whereby an agreement is entered for the transfer of risk in executing projects uh, to, the, to the private sector and away from the public sector. And so the benefit of entering into a P3 relationship with a private developer is the transfer, transference of a, a number of different risks. For example, uh, during the pre-development stage, uh, you have pre-development -pre costs that are absorbed by the private, the private enterprise that you're partnered with. So that could be everything from architectural to environmentals to, you know, geotechnical uh, surveys and assessments. So all of those risks are transferred to the private sector. And then under our, under our P3 model, we also give a guaranteed maximum price for the project. So this gives the government certainty of cost for the project that they want to have delivered. And so oftentimes within the public sector, uh, when they try to execute a project under the traditional design, bid, bill method, uh, oftentimes the project could come in above budget, which leave the government trying to seek additional funds. Sometimes the project end up getting shelved and they never get developed. And so we remove all that, that risk from the government. And then we also can create structures uh, whereby we can deliver the projects without affecting their uh, general obligation capacity. So by leaving the general obligation capacity intact, it, it leaves the ability for the government to execute other uh, essential uh, projects. Yeah, that's that's yeah. really interesting. It's like a it's a really unique kind of structure. Um, and actually, D, you were recently featured in Forbes with your article, "How Small Towns Can Ride the Public-Private Partnership Wave." Uh, and we work primarily with smaller and more rural communities. So we wanted to ask what types of projects or types of communities would benefit most from this structure. Sure, we you know we service communities of all sizes, uh, but our focus as a company uh, is on smaller communities and the typical community is gonna have a population less than 100,000 people. And the reason that focus is there is because we recognize that smaller communities tend to not have the technical resources within their administrations uh, to actually execute these projects quickly and efficiently. And so what we do, we're bringing a lot of technical tools and expertise uh, to these cities such as construction management, architectural engineering, uh, having all these services bundled in one package that now you're in a partnership where you can rely uh, on these services to execute your project. And Grandin, you may want to have us uh, want to add to that as well. No, I mean, you, you, you've kind of uh, said it, D, and I think, um, you know, to your point, you know, um, a, a lot of these towns, they don't have the robust uh, departments, um, you know, to be able to pull together uh, these type of resources and, and actually, you know, provide that high level of service and program management. Um, and I would say the other thing is because our project is uh, integrated, I mean, we bring not only the, you know, the, the architectural, the construction knowledge, we will also bring obviously the finance uh, and also the legal expertise um, so that, you know, that we can actually help get these um, projects to fruition quicker. And then the, the public entity, uh, you know, they don't have to worry about, you know, um, you know, if these um, services are going to actually be provided. 
And so I think that's, you know, that's really a benefit uh, to the municipality, specifically uh, in those tier two, tier three markets that we're serving. And the fact that they don't have to pay any money out of pocket for these services, it's all rolled into the project cost. So your organization is also passionate about community building and you included your community relations uh, framework on your website as defining, developing and empowering the communities you work with. Can you talk about the framework and what you would like to see long term from those communities that you work with? Sure. So, yeah, uh, defining, uh, developing and empowering are some core principles that we uh, incorporate into every P3 project. And by, by those particular um, terms, we mean that number one, when we go to a community, uh, we have to understand what their needs are. Because as a P3 developer, the project is never about our personal goals or objectives. The project is always about the community that we're serving. So when we talk about defining, defining we're defining the, the, the program and the projects that that community uh, want to have developed. And then we develop uh, sustainable, resilient um, uh, solutions that will allow those projects to be executed uh, within the community. And then we empower the local community, the subcontracting community, the su local suppliers and vendors. We empower them by purchasing from them, by providing them technical resources, by assisting them with building bonding capacity, uh, by educating them on how to properly structure and grow their company. And we allow them to be part of the process of actually delivering those projects to their community. And so that in turn leads the dollars from the project within the local community, which also have a significant economic impact locally as well. Yeah, and Great. D, I will also, I, and I will also add, um, just, just speaking in terms of their framework, specifically uh, all the way down to the local contract level, every project that we embark on, our goal uh, is to is to uh, provide um, 85 percent um, of each construction dollar and leave that uh, in the local community. Um, so that's something that we don't just talk about. That's something that as a company uh, that we track because, you know, we we currently you know, we we definitely believe that, you know, uh, being able to uh, keep those dollars in the community um, it is going to just make that uh, community even better. Uh, just, you know, moving forward. So. And then a lot of smaller communities don't really have strong EBO uh, programs, you know, equal business opportunity programs. They don't have really strong minority participation programs. So what happens when we come to the community, uh, our programs are stronger than the community's program because they have goals of 20%, 23%, and our goal is 85%. And we are very, very deliberate about trying to hit those goals. I mean, we use every effort. We allow the local uh, community to be part of that process and helping us identify local subcontractors. So again, it's a true partnership between uh, our firm and the community that we're working in. And so it's transparent and it's something that we believe, believe in because uh, as CEO of this company, I was a, a small minority contractor at one time. So I, I recognize you know, very, very intimately uh, the challenges that smaller minority contractors face, and the and the and the plight that we all struggle with to, to build and you know to build our companies and have access to resources, and so that's one of the things we're passionate about. We uh, we pay all of our vendors uh, within two business days of receiving fully executed invoices. 
So what that does is it allows cash flow uh, within the subcontracting and contracting community. And that cash flow can be used, obviously, to make sure payroll is paid and uh, insurance is paid and it allows you to grow your company. And we have had, uh, in every market we've served, we've had contractors and subcontractors tell us that they've never seen a system that pay uh, as quickly as we do. But it's something that we're passionate about. Yo, that's that's so so cool, especially for the Community Development Institute to hear uh, you guys putting uh, community development at, at the forefront of, of your development projects. So we really appreciate that for sure. Well, Dean Grannon, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us on the podcast today. We, we really appreciate the work that you guys do, especially in Arkansas. And we're looking forward to seeing Grandin at CDI 2021 this summer. I'll be going through year one with uh, with Grandin, so that, that'll be fun. Hey, we appreciate it, and I, I can't wait. We appreciate the opportunity as well to be on your show. We uh, we really appreciate you. It was great listening to you all. Um, on upcoming episodes, the CDI podcast will feature CDI graduates and participants, community partners, and community and economic development experts from across Arkansas and the Mid-South. We hope that you join us again next week for the CDI podcast.